Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Julian Lee, and my guest today is Chris Davis, Senior Director of Business Consulting at GP Strategies. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you, Julian. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here and spend some time with you today. Awesome. We're really glad to have you here as well. Our topic today is the importance of sponsors and sponsorship in managing effective and lasting change in the new normal. Chris, I'm glad to have you here because you serve two particular roles. One, I'd like for you to share your experience with from your client perspective and also share your experience as a leader and a sponsor with, within your direct team. So if you will, I'd like to ask a few questions and get your responses to those questions. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and get started. Awesome. I have a two-part question. My number one question is, tell me who in the organization is considered a sponsor? What is their role? And secondly, what are important attributes for excellent sponsorship? That's a great question, Julian. And I think we consider anyone who is a leader of people in an organization as a sponsor We know that in today's business climate, change is a constant. Organizations and companies are continually faced with constant disruption. And in order to effectively deal with that disruption, leaders have the responsibility to be effective sponsors of change within their companies. And it really doesn't matter what level of leadership we're talking about within an organization, whether you're a leader of leaders or if you're a leader of individual contributors, One of the primary considerations of your role is to lead change within the organization. And having said that, we believe that within the title of sponsor, there are really three different roles or three different types of sponsors that fall into that category. For example, there are ones that we call accountable executives. There are functional sponsors. And then there are those that that we term as program sponsors. And let me explain what I mean by that. So accountable executives are are folks who own the outcomes of a given program. Typically, this is someone that you might think of being in the C-suite for an organization. And it means that they're responsible for achieving change adoption through others, right? So getting this coalition of sponsorship together to help drive that change adoption. And they do that by partnering both with functional sponsors and program sponsors to help achieve the results they're looking for. Now, let me give you an example of what that looks like. A a retail client of ours heavily leveraged custom technology solutions to execute their business strategies. And what they realized is that their existing approach to solution delivery wasn't fast enough to meet the changing needs of the business and the customers that they served. So the CIO for that organization was the accountable executive who was responsible for changing their solution delivery model to meet the needs of the business and to help them effectively deliver on their customer promise. If we think about functional sponsors, right? Functional sponsors are leaders who formally lead others in their organization. These typically are leaders whose function is impacted by the change, right? And they're responsible for driving change adoption and applying resistance management techniques specifically for those that they lead. In the example that I'm using here, these functional sponsors included leaders responsible for the program management function, 
for program architecture and talent management functions within their organization, among others. Those aren't the only ones. And each of these functions was going to have to change the way they operated and collaborated across the business in the new model that was being deployed. So they became responsible for building commitment and achieving the realization for their specific function. The third category that that we talked about is the program sponsors. And program sponsors are leaders who guide and oversee the program. Think of them as the ones that are executing it and driving it. They provide the resources and they mobilize leadership across the enterprise to support and execute the program. And in some cases, the program sponsor might be the same person as the accountable executive. Again, in our current example, the program sponsors for this particular client were two vice presidents within their IT organization who were tapped to successfully deliver on the program and and to deliver this new solution delivery model. Specifically, they were responsible for assigning budget, maintaining the budget, allocating program team resources, and making the day-to-day decisions for the program that was being rolled out. So that's a lot, but let me go back and answer the second part of your question there, which is what are the important attributes for a sponsor? And regardless of which type of sponsor you are, there are three important attributes of a great sponsor. Great sponsors have the ability to advocate in words and in action their support for the change that's being deployed. And it's important to understand that advocacy through action speaks louder than words. Being transparent is a critical part of advocacy and a critical part of being a great sponsor. Great sponsors also have the ability to coach and practice others in the new behaviors. Think of them as being leaders as teachers, right? And as the change is rolled out, they're helping to reinforce the new way of doing things. They're coaching their teams in the moment, and they're demonstrating their own adoption of the new behaviors. And finally, great sponsors have the ability to successfully manage resistance during the change. As Jack Welch has said, right, before you were a leader, success was all about growing yourself. When you became a leader, success is all about growing others. So great leaders have the ability to help their teams and their organization manage through the natural resistance that accompanies change. Well, Chris, those are excellent answers to the question. It sparks Uh, some thoughts around the delineation between the sponsors that you shared. I think that was uh, brilliant, the way that you laid that out. And it makes perfectly good sense in times of change when people are struggling for direction. So to have that delineation between those sponsors and what those roles and responsibilities are makes great sense in guiding people and leading people, as you alluded to. The other thing I want to bring attention to that you just spoke about was the, the attributes And you said attributes in your answer, you listed ability. We all know that the ability of a leader to support, advocate, and lead change successfully, manage resistance, comes from a a capability and having the the right skill set to make these changes occur. And to acquire that ability sometimes is, is difficult when these leaders have other responsibilities within the organization. So it's just as critical for us to Uh, acknowledge that some leaders may need coaching and the capability to manage change, but it's important that ability exists so they can effectively do what they need to do when change occurs. I just wanted to highlight those excellent. Yeah, that's right, Julian. That's right. Excellent. All right. My next question is, what are some of the biggest challenges for sponsors in managing change at a time when many workers are, are remote? There's 
partial office, people in the office. A lot of people are on Zoom calls and, and, and having these remote dialogues. So what is some of the most challenging aspects of, of a sponsor of management change during this time in, in this environment? Yeah, we certainly are, are operating in some unusual times when you think about all the things that are going on, both in the business sector, in the social sector, in the political sector. But I think that in terms of challenges for sponsors in managing change through all of this, probably time is the biggest challenge for so many sponsors right now. And that's not to say that time was in abundance in our recent past, right? We, we've always said, boy, who, who doesn't wish there wasn't more than 24 hours in a day? But right now, life just feels so scheduled. And with so many people being scheduled back to back all day in the way that they engage with their teams, engage with their business, engage with their customers. And when you're in a, a co-located environment like we used to be, right, we had the luxury of hallway conversations, water cooler conversations, lunch conversations, just unplanned time where you could meet with people, talk, uh, coach in those moments and whatnot. So I think in this environment where many organizations have moved to a fully remote or a partially remote working environment, with it being new to them, it makes it more important for a leader, for a sponsor to have a true strategy and tactical plan that they can follow and to schedule time for being purposeful and intentional in their sponsorship activities. Now, that's not that's not new for us. We have always recommend that, that in any change initiative, sponsors and leaders have a sponsorship plan that they can follow and they can execute. But I think in today's time, it's really about, about capturing those unplanned water cooler moments and, and unscheduled sponsorship moments that you were able to take advantage of and walking around the office and schedule them now. I know that in my own personal experience, as our company undergoes change in the way that we operate, not only with our clients, but with our own internal business functions in response to this pandemic, I find that I have to be more intentional in turning the, the time that I used to have with my team members in the hallways and in the spaces into something that I'm intentional about scheduling those moments with my team and, and working it around their existing schedule. So I would say time and being intentional about the activities that you take in driving sponsorship compared to when we could have those moments that were spontaneous. Excellent response, Chris. It's important today to, to have the continuity that those water cooler talks and those coaching opportunities will present in this environment because even though there may have been some slowdown in the execution of projects and some of them put on the back burner, nonetheless, change is still occurring for a lot of organizations. So to have that level of continuity, to be able to your point, schedule the water cooler talks in some fashion where you get that same output, I think is a valuable lesson to be learned and something that the listeners here could really hang their head on in terms of actionable things to do in this time of the new normal when it comes to managing changes because the projects, oh, they may slow down, some may stop, but nonetheless, there's a lot of them still going and we have to be cognizant that the goals of the organization are still at hand and we have to be 
active and intentional. I really like that word intentional that you mentioned as a part of the sponsor engagement and the sponsor role in and just the day-to-day activities of being a sponsor. So that's those are excellent responses there. Yeah, and it, it's a great point that you also bring up, Julian, that those are, for any given leader or sponsor, those may be new behaviors for them, that type of intentionality around that. And so constantly working on that and focusing on that as an active part of your sponsorship activities will really help during these times. Excellent, excellent. All right, let's move to question number three. Let's talk about key stakeholders. And I want to know uh, from your perspective, how do sponsors and stakeholders differ? And what are their roles in change? What are the stakeholder roles in executing and being a part? Julian, that's that's a great question and and a really important distinction between sponsors and stakeholders. We've talked already about sponsors and and how we think about them. When we think of key stakeholders, though, we think of them as key influencers within the organization. So key stakeholders in an organization are those folks who can influence the success of a project or an initiative, either in a positive way or oftentimes in a negative way. And it's really important as a sponsor upfront in an initiative to identify who your key influencers are. Typically, we're very deliberate about knowing who the sponsors of a particular initiative will be, but really understanding who your key influences are is important as well. And to help with that, right, these may be individuals who have specific decision authority or they have responsibility over budgets and resources or scope. But they might also be people who have no formal authority within the organization, but they hold and possess and maybe even wield a lot of informal authority, right? So their influence across the organization isn't based on any specific responsibility or authority. It's just people recognizing them as influential in the organization. So it's important for sponsors to identify these people early on in the effort. And in doing so, you really need to understand two things about them. One, are they aligned to the change that's being deployed? And two, realistically, and and that's important, right? You You have to be really honest about how influential are they in the organization. The answers to those two questions will help sponsors drive how they plan for their interactions with those key stakeholders. Excellent, Chris. Got a couple of points. This just, it resonates with me so profoundly. A couple of points. The main one that I'd like to comment on is the informal leader. A lot of times when you think of key stakeholders or key influencers, you may fall to those people with decision-making authorities or those that have budgetary responsibilities or those that may lead a particular department, but you cannot overlook the key influencers within an organization that may have an informal role in anything that goes on. And, and the point is, the point that you made, and I'll, I'll, I'll look to just reswizzle that conversation, it's the people that have the, the voice and, and the people that the organization has will listen to, and they have the ear of the organization, and they may not be in a, a formal capacity as a key stakeholder or a leader, but when they speak, people listen. And if you can engage those individuals as a part of the change process, 
then you have a win, uh, winning scenario on your hand because people will listen to them and they respond to them. And having those folks as advocates is better than having them as people that might resist the change because they are so influential. Yeah, I, I agree, Julian. And there's really three gradients of their participation in change. They can be active advocates, they can be active detractors, and they could be neutral. And honestly, our experience shows that if you don't understand who they are, or even if you do understand who they are and you don't address it, those who are neutral to the change can be can present an equal obstacle to the effective adoption of that change as those who are active detractors, right? People look to these influencers for their opinion, for their view, for their reaction. And it's like a net promoter score. Anything other than real positive support is really a a detractor for the organization. Yeah, absolutely. It's like body language, right? If you think about it, when people can say volumes without saying anything. For those neutral people, that could be the example that we look to. Uh, Their body language, their lack of, of total support speaks volumes to the people that respect them and look to them as as influencers. Great points. All right. So when we think about engaging key stakeholders, we know that the sponsors have a, a role in making that happen. What is the role of engaging these key stakeholders? We began to touch on that in the last little bit of discussion there. But if we think about it from the sponsor's perspective, a sponsor's role in engaging these key stakeholders is to make sure that you drive alignment with those stakeholders who might be negative, might be those detractors or even neutral to the change. And then actively seek out or formally request that those stakeholders leverage their influence and apply their influence across the organization to the benefit of the project. Try to move them along to being supporters of this change. So an example of that might be the sponsor asking the stakeholder to engage in sponsor-like activities, such as active advocacy, speaking out on behalf of, helping out with the communication, helping out with the individual coaching of folks within their sphere of influence around that change, or or even helping with the resistance management, listening to the objections that people have or the obstacles that folks talk about that they may have. And what that amounts to really is the sponsor kind of driving a coalition of stakeholders that ultimately can positively impact the change across the organization rather than being neutral or serving as detractors. Yes, you're, you're so right, Chris. Those are excellent points. One other thing comes to mind as I uh, listen to you respond to this question is accountability. So if a sponsor is going to engage and, and bring a coalition of key stakeholders to be a part of the project and give them tasks and tactical things to do to help drive that change, then there needs to be a level of accountability. And oftentimes that's not welded enough to have these key sponsors, excuse me, key stakeholders be as active as you need them to be. And I have the luxury of being on projects where that accountability was built in and those key stakeholders were held their feet to the fire to do the things to help drive the change. So I think accountability is a key factor in this. In this, I agree. Well. I think that it's little so little important for folks, whether you're talking about those that are sponsors as part of the change 
or even individuals who are part of the change. Everyone has, as part of an organization, has an accountability for the success of the change. And that means that your role in that change, there's accountability for your own way that you are adopting and implementing the new behaviors. But you also, I think, have an accountability to the organization and helping the overall organization be successful in that change because ultimately the change is geared and targeted towards driving something differently for your business and and pushing towards better results for the business. So as a corporate citizen, we, we all have an accountability for the successful adoption of any change initiative. Excellent. Excellent. You're absolutely right. Great response. All right, we're down to our final question, Chris. Our listeners are out there, we've had some interesting conversation around sponsors and sponsorship. Based on your experience, what advice would you give to leaders of people who, who, who finding themselves playing a role as a sponsor in key change initiatives, whether it be IT implementations, organizational restructures, cultural change, et cetera? During this time, day and time, what advice would you give these leaders of people who find themselves in these positions? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great point asked that, Julian. So so far, if you think about it, is really the academic view of change in action. I think that if I was going to give some specific advice to leaders, then what I would do is really around attributes for engaged sponsorship is provide them examples of what those key attributes look like when they are put in action. Not just let's understand the the theory, but let's really give some specifics around how that leader, sponsor, really put those attributes into action. For example, when we say advocate for a change, we would give examples that best behaviors in things like being timely and transparent with the communications. Times it's okay for a leader to say, I don't know if they're asked questions as they're advocating, but then follow that up with seek to find the answer, provide that back, make sure it's addressing the question that's being asked. So that's advocacy and action or an example of advocacy and action. When we say to coach and practice the new behaviors, then what that looks like potentially is a sponsor who's also not bringing the new behaviors to life for themselves. And as they're doing that, they have tips and tricks that they're learning al- along the way, and they share that. They, they coach and they practice with the new employees. And, and for that to be effective, feedback skills, and it requires positivity and celebrating the personal win. And back a little bit Ali that we spoke of earlier, make sure that mm-hmm. as you are coaching and practicing, that you are, are actively providing the you are celebrating the small wins in this change process. People unwell when they know that their attempt at adopting the new behaviors is acknowledged, seen, and encouraged along the way. And last, I would say around the managed resistance for that key attribute, what that looks like in action is being willing and able to have conversations with folks who are resisting the change. We call them the resistors. And those kind of conversations can feel like difficult ones because it's it can be difficult sometimes to address why someone bored with this, right? Why can't you just get on board? And what I would say to that particular leader is, 
as you manage that resist, it's going to be very important for them to explore any objections that employee may have and understand what the obstacles are that employee perceives to the change, right? They have to then, once they understand that, the sponsor has to actively work to try and solve issues that the employee has raised if it's possible. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes we know that the objections and the obstacles are just the the guardrails of the initiative. And that's okay. There are times where those can't be resolved and and the sponsors have to be capable and to provide up to the employee on how to either work around that or deal with it. And frankly, the consequences, if those folks and they can't adopt that change and they can't get on board. Like I said, that part of change, active sponsorship is a challenging but necessary aspect to the overall success of change. And that is to help manage the resistance within the org. It's always going to be there. People don't like change. Always be things that folks will resist as part of the change. But great sponsors have the ability to work with their employees, to work with and manage them and lead them through that resistance. Or as we said, provide alternatives for them. Yes, those are great points. And I'm sure our listeners heed this advice. It was excellent the way that you laid that out. And it makes practical good sense to me. I have a follow up to that. And it actually I'm going to tie all the conversation that we've had together based on uh, one or two words that you've used time and time again during this discussion. You use the word engaged to identify the sponsor. And I've had the unfortunate opportunity to be on projects where you had people that were identified as sponsors, but weren't engaged. So it sounds like by your definition of sponsorship and leadership and being a sponsor, that the word engaged is critical to the success of adoption and the overall performance of a or anyone in a sponsorship role. Would that be uh, a correct uh, assumption? It would, Julian, and I think it's important to note, right, that's not only our experience, but research shows that the number one challenge to the effective adoption of change within an organization is the lack of engaged sponsorship. And so being able to identify the right sponsors, equip the right sponsors to be effective and engaged, as we've talked about, is paramount in the overall success of deploying change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are great points, Chris. Wow. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you uh, here today. I think you've given us some wonderful advice. Our listeners should be able to find things they could hang their hat on, find things they could tactically put in place or investigate and explore different ways of doing things based on the, the information and the candor and the dialogue and and what you shared with us today. Chris, I really appreciate this discussion and I look forward to the next time uh, we have a chance to chat like this again. Thank you, Julian. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to spend some time with you today. My pleasure. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.